the American Energy Alliance, AEA, is asking is asking leaders in Washington, D.C., among others, to put the brakes on electric vehicle subsidies. That's what makes them uh, affordable. It is that government check, taxpayer money, subsidizing the vehicle you have parked in your garage. Above and beyond whether it's fair, in many cases, it's what gets the producer of an item beyond the initial cost of producing that item. So does that make it fair or any more viable? Tom Pyle is uh, our guest this morning on the Crosstalk, president of the AEA. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Tom. Merry Christmas to you. Is Thanks there, for having me on. It's my pleasure. Is there any reason why these uh, uh, the uh, uh, subsidies are or were a good thing at one point? Well, listen, the authors of this program, you know, a couple decades ago now, uh, went to the Senate floor and the House floor and said, we need to get off of foreign oil. One way to do that is to promote electric vehicles. That was over 20 years ago. Um, what has happened is, is the program has become welfare for the wealthy. Over 78% of the credits, which is about a $7,500 per person tax credit for the purchase of one of these vehicles, goes to households making $100,000 or more a year. It's often their third or fourth vehicle, for example, and fully 48% of those subsidies go to one state, California. Wisconsin had 1,956 electric vehicle sales in 2018. Wisconsinites are subsidizing Californians, and that's really why we say, hey, we got nothing against EVs. But this program is no longer about getting off of foreign oil. It's about other things, and mainly it's about welfare for wealthy people. They, they can afford these vehicles. Well, you're absolutely right. I wonder, what is the politician saying now that he can't say it is to help us, the United States, get off the uh, to become energy independent now that we are energy independent? What is a reason, what, what's a reason to continue these subsidies? Their new reason is climate change. They say we need to get off of the internal combustion engine vehicle because it's destroying the planet. However, if you look at the life cycle impacts, environmental impacts, from cradle to grave of an automobile versus an electric vehicle, there are lots of studies out there that show that the impact is negligible. In other words, the environmental impacts of an EV do not far exceed, you know, the improvements do not far exceed those of these today's modern, much cleaner, uh, much more gas-efficient uh, internal combustion engine vehicles, the stuff that we, the, that we actually buy versus these, this niche product that really mostly wealthy people um, enjoy. Well, and why is it that electric vehicles are still so expensive? The technology has got to have improved to the point where, uh, where shouldn't the price be coming down on its own without a subsidy to make them available to everybody, quote-unquote? Yeah, the thing is is that the, the, the same issue that plagues wind and solar as, as a renewable energy source plagues the um, electric vehicle, and that is the battery technology just isn't there. They're very expensive. They're, they're filled with lots of nasty stuff, by the way, lots of toxins and toxic uh, chemicals and things. Um, oh, by the way, a whole tons of uh, rare earth minerals, they call them, which are like cobalt and things that are mined in, 
in, in places where children are being exploited, or the vast majority of which is from China. So it's just, it's, it comes down to the technology. It's just not there. Even with the subsidy, we're talking about, as I mentioned, in Wisconsin, less than 1% of all vehicles sold. Um, it's just a niche product that the government is spending billions of our money uh, to, to promote. And, and we say, look, EVs are fine. I got nothing against them. I think they're cool. Might, I might get one someday, but I don't think that I should pay for someone else's choice in a vehicle, and neither should your listeners. Right. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. I'm, I'm, I'm still curious why the government wouldn't consider, you know, Road X and model it after SpaceX, just offer a great huge carrot to the first company that can make a renewable space shuttle or make an electric vehicle under... 30 grand or I don't know pick a number so that the so that the manufacturers of electric vehicles don't depend on the government to make their product more affordable they work hard to get the technology to a point where everyone can afford it if the electric vehicle is so awesome why is it that only rich people can buy one yeah and that's really a fundamental question about how the government should be spending our money Right, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you know throwing some dollars into basic R and D, like you said, promoting the next innovation. Don't be, don't direct a source. Just say, hey guys, go out and make better stuff. You know, incentivize people to do that. But what we're doing now is incentivizing, creating a subsidy. Our taxpayers are going towards companies literally profiting off of our tax dollars, and that's just a fundamental. Uh, fundamentally wrong, I believe, way that the government should be operating in the marketplace. And politicians that have this topic brought up to them have a really – is global warming sufficient for Democrats and Republicans alike nationwide to, uh, to continue subsidizing really expensive vehicles that are purchased by really wealthy people in primarily one state – that's okay with all of them? It seems to be. Um, it, we've seemed to create this, there's this sort of religious aspect to climate change these days where all, you know, the ends justify the means, right? It doesn't matter. Green New Deal, uh, you know, fundamentally change our economy, control our energy sources. Oh, my gosh, we're going to die. First it was 12 years, and now it's seven. Right, so I think there's some of that. I also think there's some money behind this. Um, a lot of these organizations um, are funding efforts to get rid of fossil fuel, right? The coal, the oil, and natural gas that powers our economy. The other thing is Elon Musk, GM. They're spending millions of dollars hiring everybody in town on on K Street to lobby the government, the Congress, to do this. And so there's a bit of that as well. So. Um, you know, it's it's a swamp issue from my perspective, and and it's really timely right now. If your listeners can go onto our website, AmericanEnergyAlliance.org, and sign up and send a message to Senator Mitch McConnell, because they're literally discussing this right now as to whether or not they should expand this tax credit and take it out even further than it already exists. And what does that mean, expand it and take it out further? So right now, um, for a manufacturer, the the, the credit is capped at 200,000 vehicles. So um, Tesla, for example, and General Motors, they have already exceeded that cap, and so now 
their vehicles are, are starting to um, no longer be eligible for the tax credit. It's a step down, a phase down of the subsidy. They're lobbying to expand that to 600,000 vehicles so that they can continue to give their customers that tax credit. And again, those customers are mostly from California and New York, and they, for the vast majority of them, nearly 80%, make over $100,000 a year. I just don't understand why uh, why people in states like Wisconsin, what let fewer than 2,000 vehicles sold in Wisconsin, and yet legislators still seem to be on board with our tax money going to New York and California to buy a vehicle for a rich guy? I think there's a, it's just a question of awareness in a lot of cases. I mean, EV, EVs in, the, in and of themselves sound good. Hey, we need to do something for the environment. That's great, too. But the devil's in the details. And if you think about it the way you just described it, you guys are subsidizing wealthy Californians for their virtual signaling and their lifestyle choices. That's really what it comes down to. Man, I don't even like wealthy Californians. Never mind subsidize their vehicle purchase. You know, like you, Tom, I'd love an electric vehicle if, A, I could afford one, and, B, they became reliable in the winter when it's really, really cold. And stop telling me about how they're going to save the planet because there is, you still have to plug it in. You still have all of the expense of making that electric vehicle. There's still some drawbacks. If you want one, awesome. If they were affordable, more people would own one, right? Hey, Tom Pyle, thanks very much from the American Energy Alliance, AEA.com.